I came in tonight to share about the love of Jesus. I wanted to share about uh, how the love of Jesus could make him forget your past without any reference to it. Like warning Peter before lying or denying him. Let me put it that way. And he still went ahead to deny him. And nobody has ever preached on the attitude of Jesus towards Peter after he rose from the dead. At least me, I've never had anyone in 30 years of ministry. Until one day the Lord said, why don't you sit down and make a research? And I have to start digging and digging and digging. I read the whole of Matthew, Mark, Luke and John towards the end and discovered that Jesus never referred to it till today. After Peter denied him. When he rose from the dead, he never said, Come, why did you deny me after I warned you? <laughs> and uh, when he appeared unto them after he rose from the dead, you don't expect Peter to sit in the front. Because he never met after he denied him. And if he said, when he rose from the dead, he said, Go and tell my disciples to meet me in Galilee, especially Peter. Why was he so particular about Peter? Guilt. Peter was feeling bad that he denied him. If Peter forgot all the miracles about walking on water. So when they gave him the message that the master has risen. And that is one person that doesn't want him to rise again. <laughs> now he's risen. Oh, and he's looking for you. Ah. <laughs> so to him it's like judgment day has come. So you don't expect him to be in that room and then sit in the front. No, he's going to sit at the back. And Jesus now appeared. This will be the first time they will meet after he denied him. And never make any reference like, uh, well, before this meeting will commence, we need to put something straight here. Somebody needs to evaporate and condense in here, you know. <laughs> no, he just said, peace unto you, including Peter. Peter still went ahead to misbehave. Okay, I go a fishing. We also go with you. Price of leadership. When is our workers meeting? Tomorrow morning, all workers, please, let's get together to, you know, shuffle one another to become effective tools in the hand of God. That's a price of leadership. You go a fishing, we also go with you. You go a smoking, then we smoke with you. You go a clubbing, then we also club with you. So whatever a leader does, the followers will. Yeah, so, and then they caught nothing. Then Jesus appeared and said, put your net on the other side. And it was a large harvest. Now, that is a man not in the perfect will of God. And Jesus was still blessing him. To use the blessing to arrest him. Knowing, not knowing that the goodness of the Lord is leading you to repentance. You don't take him for granted. It's only leading you to what? To repentance. Anyway. By the time they were now eating, you know, I said, do you love me more than this? That's Jesus for you. You can use love to arrest someone. Every time it's not going to be by force, by force, by force. He gave him what he wanted. He supplied it in abundance. He's a God of more than enough. He's always doing more than what you expect. You know, my cup run it over. It's always more than enough. And then he said, I want to eat with you. He said, eh, okay. Now, Peter, do you love me more than this? Feed my lamb, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. What does it mean? 
the person that will take over, you know, and give back to the new church happened to be the person that denied him three times. How about John that never, never denied him? He was there till he died. He was there till he was buried. He was all over the place morning. Jesus didn't send for him. But adventure you are here, you are still feeling guilty and feeling maybe he can't use you. Bury that guilt. He's giving you a new garment without any reference to your past. I can't hear you shout a better amen. When we're talking about Jesus, we're talking about love personified. The grace of God personified. So that's what I wanted to share with you. But this man is a prophet. And uh, the spirit of a prophet is subject to the prophet. I, he's a senior prophet in this house. I'm a junior prophet. So I, I bow to him. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Your Lordship. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> that Nehemiah has changed everything. Taking over cities. And in taking over cities, it's not a chewing gum business. And from that scripture, I could see that truly God wants to bless us. And it's still part of Jesus' festival. And there is nothing God is going to do without Jesus, as a matter of fact. So, I'm changing the direction. Still on Jesus' festival, but in line with that scripture. Because that scripture really touched me. And I believe it's touching somebody. Is somebody else touching the house with that scripture? Okay. So therefore, help me turn your Bibles to the book of Mark's gospel. You still want me to use this? Ah, okay. Because I'm not hearing myself. <laughs> okay. Mark's gospel. In Matthew, we march into our blessings, okay? In Mark, we mark them. In Luke, we look for them, all right? In John, we join them together. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> in Acts, we act our blessings. And when you get to romance, you romance your breakthrough. Uh-huh. So you guys love romance here. Yeah. Uh-huh. See your people, they like romance here. Yeah. <laughs> in Colossians, what do we do? We collate. We collate it. <laughs> How about Ephesians? We emphasize them. Okay. <laughs> you want more? Yeah. Uh, bring more offering. I will tell you more. <laughs> Mark chapter 5 and from verse 1. Father, we ask that you bless your word. Give glory unto your name. The letter kills, but the spirit make, uh, give life. The life-giving spirit bring life unto your word. Make it come alive in our lives. Confirming your word with signs and wonders. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. I want to congratulate you because of what you're about to hear. What you're about to hear is coming from about 15 years, 20 years of experience. And nobody was there to teach us in our own days. I wish I knew this earlier in life. I will have gone far more than this. So you are blessed and get ready to take over your city. Somebody say amen. amen. Mark chapter 5 from verse 1. And they came over onto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship... Immediately that met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs. A man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not even with chains. Because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. 
Maybe I should just make it uh, presentable in our days. Verse 2. When he was come out of the sheep, immediately there met him a man out of the tomb. That is to say, his residence is in the graveyard. He has a resident permit there. Who had his dwelling among the tombs? No man could bind him. No police handcuff could hold him. No, not even with chains. Because he had been often bound with feathers and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him. So this man can use his bare hand to break what? Police handcuffs. Okay? And the feathers broken in pieces. Okay? And then neither could any man tame him, which means no psychiatric hospital could admit him. He's a rejected patient all the time. Say, ah, don't bring him here. He has passed our level. All right? Now, verse 5, And always night and day, he was in the mountains, in the tombs, crying. That doesn't mean shedding tears. No. Making loud. You know, that's tormenting. Even the little one that just did is painful. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) In the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, that's why we're here. Jesus festival. When they saw Jesus afar off, there was a difference. He ran and worshipped him. And cried. A man that could not be controlled, contained, could, would not stay in one place, but when he saw Jesus, there was a difference. If you truly have Jesus, anywhere you go, and somebody saying, no, there's not going to be peace, when they see you, there will be a difference. I'm not hearing any better. Amen. And verse 6, but when they saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, that son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. This is simple use of English. You don't need to go to university to understand this. Okay? The man was troubling the environment. Uh, living in the graveyard, uh, no police handcuff could hold him, always tormenting, or being tormented, let me put it that way. But when Jesus got there, there was a change. He ran and worshipped him. And then, he began to tell Jesus, have you come to torment us before the time? I know who you are, blah, 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 blah. For he had said, that is to say, Jesus had already said to him, what? Come out of him. So, which means Jesus, first of all, told the unclean spirit to come out. Then, instead of coming out, the unclean spirit began to say, Have you come to torment us before the time? So, in other words, you should put, want to put it in a better way. Verse 1, verse 2, verse 3, verse 4, verse 5, verse 6, verse 8, then verse 7. Until we understand that we cannot go further. Am I still speaking your language? Look at verse 8. Everybody read verse 8 with me. One, two, go. For he said unto him. One more time. A little bit louder. What is the meaning of for he said? Which means he had previously said something. If I have come to your church one day and said there was a day Jesus told unclean spirit to come out of a man. The unclean spirit refused to answer him. You guys would have thrown me out. But that's where it happened. So I want to know why it happened. How many of you know why it happened? Okay, now let's go forward. Now look at verse uh, 8. For he said unto him, Come out of the man thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was there nigh unto the mountains a great 
how the swine feed him. And all the devils besought him, begging, saying, Send us into the swine, that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down to a steep place into the sea. There were about 2,000 in one man, and were choked in the sea. Whoa! This is the reason why you don't talk against your pastor. Because in every one person, okay, uh, not here now. Um, <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a potential of 2,000 demons. <laughs> In one person that the pastor is facing. Every service. Except the person is genuinely saved. So in a church of about 1,000 people. So 1,000 times 2,000 demons. Are available in that auditorium. So the amount of energy you will use to talk against the pastor. Use it to go on your knees to do what? To pray. Because the man is not only facing physical human beings. He's facing spirits. And not only spirits. Spirits that are wicked. That do not want prosperity of the people in that service. Let me tell your neighbors and make sure you pray for pastor. Now, you understand that very well. Now, let me open your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 62. Like I told you yesterday, I love mathematics, so I take a little here, a little there, then we join it together. Okay, Isaiah 62. Don't worry, you enjoy it very soon now. Isaiah 62. Isaiah 62. And verse 10. Go through, go through the gate. Prepare ye the way of the people. Cast up, cast up the highway. Gather up the stones. Lift up a standard for the people. Don't reduce the standard. Lift up a standard. What is the standard? Go through, go through the gate. Prepare ye the way of the people. Now that you are ready to do that, jump to Isaiah chapter 26 this time around. Isaiah, the same Isaiah. 26 and from verse 1 in that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah we have a strong city salvation with God appoint for walls and bulwarks now that you are ready to go through the gate look at verse 2 it now says what open ye the gates that the righteous nation will do what which keepeth it to me do what may enter in and now that you are also ready to do that then here is the good news Psalm uh, 24 the book of Psalms. I never knew I was going to share this today. That's why it's always good to be prepared. As soon as he brought up that Nehemiah, everything changed. The atmosphere changed. Because somebody is here who is about to possess his or her possession. Amen. Uh, that, that amen is not born again very well. Amen. Psalm 24 verse 7. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and bear ye lift up ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory will do what? Who is this king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in... Verse 9. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall do what? And who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Wow. Let me stop there for now. Jesus got to the other side. Gadarenes. And there met him a man possessed of the devil. Now I'm going to give you part two of this on Sunday. Alright. It's because he made mention of something close to it today that I'm going into it now. To lay foundation for it. What are you going to do on Sunday? Alright. Now, 
When he got to the other side, there met him a man possessed with an unclean spirit. When he says someone possessed, it means the unclean spirit is in full control. Now, a child of God born again by the spirit of God, spirit filled cannot be possessed of the devil. I'll talk more about that on Sunday. But let me quickly hit this one on the head. Now, and this man possessed of the devil is always living in the graveyard. That's out of this world. No right person in the right mind will want to sleep in the cemetery. Even the guys that were told to watch over the place, they don't sleep on the, in the tombs. When you have gone, they go to their house. When you know that you are coming, they quickly come around and say, Who did there? <laughs> Who wants to see ghosts? Nobody now. <laughs> come on, praise God. Amen. Alright, but this one is a residency, is in the graveyard. Always cutting himself with stones. Crying day and night, making loud noise. At times on the mountain, they try to shame him, but he will break off the chains with his hand. That's out of this world. And whenever he's doing his stuff, the whole community is what living in fear. And the Bible says, Jesus, not God, and number one, Jesus will never go anywhere except the Father send him. Whatever I hear my father say is what I say. John chapter 5. Whatever I say my father do is what I'm doing. I by myself I can do nothing of my own. That will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Somebody say amen. amen. So the father must have told him, I need your assistance in another place. Get up and keep moving. So when Jesus now got there, <laughs> he told the man, you foul unclean spirit, come out of him. But instead of the unclean spirit to come out, he said, ah, it's not like that now. Have you come to torment us before the time? I know who you are. You are the son of the most high God. Blah, 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 blah. And Jesus said, shut up. By the way, what's your name? He said, okay, my name is Legion. And as you can see, we are many. He said, okay, you Legion, with all your cohorts, whatever you call yourself, now pack your luggages and get out of here. And then they finally left. And the whole bunch of demons ran inside the pigs and perished inside the waters. There were about 2,000 of them. Now you cannot imagine what's going to happen in that environment. Those who could not progress can progress. Those who could not possess their possessions can begin to possess their possession. The Bible says, except you bind a strong man in a city, you cannot take over his goods. So when Pastor brought that scripture that we're about to possess you know, the city, then the Holy Spirit just pinpointed to me, we need to deal with the strong man. <laughs> Praise God. Or oh, if you're clapping for Jesus, clap very well. Let him know. Okay, glory to God. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> that's a summary of what we read in Mark chapter 5. Why do we now have to go to Isaiah 62? He said, go through, go through the gate. It means while dealing with issues of life, spiritual and physical, follow the procedure. Or the protocol. Don't jump through the fence. <laughs> I like to read my Bible the way I see it. I don't look for deep meaning. While looking for deep meaning, you get stuck. <laughs> I'll come out confused. God is very easy to understand. He told them, go and bring uh, 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 vessels of water. You know, put water in the pot at the uh, wedding ceremony. Am I right? But some people now came and said, you see, there is a revelation behind that part. There is no revelation anywhere. Pot is pot. Water is water. <laughs> That's the beginning of confusion in the church. There's no special revelation in that one. 
bring pot. This is pot. Put water. This is water. Serve the people. And they were drinking wine. A, B, C, Q, E, D. Simple as that. Praise God. But those guys, they want you to know that they are very deep. You see, when the Lord began to move inside the water, there was no moving. <laughs> Hallelujah. No big deal. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. That's why I love Renabonke. He said, take the word of God as it is. Because as it is, it is the power of God. God is very, very easy and simple. It is pride that wants to make some men make you feel as if you don't understand the Bible at all. You see something is happening behind the veil. That veil has been removed. Everything is already exposed. <laughs> Come on, shout hallelujah here. So he said, go through, go through the gates. So simple as ABC. It means don't jump through the fence. <laughs> don't go through the window. Obey the principles that are laid down. You want to get uh, a land to buy, go through the normal channel. Don't take over another man's land and then be forging documents. You want to go overseas, go to the embassy. Don't go to the backyard. If you escape in Nigeria, they will wait for you at the port of entry there. <laughs> Praise God. You want to get married, go through the gate. Approach your sister, talk to pastor about it, see the family. Don't jump to the fence, impregnate and be looking for binding and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Go through, go through the gate. Lift up the standard before the people. Why are you saying so? Because when you read what Jesus did, for him to tell the unclean spirit to come out and he refused to answer him, does not mean that Jesus is powerless. It means one day, someone like Ayuakim Bade will want to do the same thing. But may not know how to do it. So let me show him how not to do it. So that he can know how to do it. In the first place, he created all the angels that fell, that became demons today. He understands it very well. But he didn't come as God. He came as man. He came like Ayo will have come. Even though he was God. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Lay aside his godly formation. Put on the form of a man. And humble himself unto death. Even the death on the cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him. Give him a name that is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow. Somebody say amen. amen. So he didn't come as God. 100% perfect. To do it for us. He came as man. My Bible tells me that he that keepeth Israel. Never sleep nor slumber. But Jesus slept. You never hear that God wept in heaven. Jesus wept on earth. You never hear that God is hungry. But Jesus was hungry. He was so hungry. Look at the tree. Say, there's nothing here. You know, go better for you again. <laughs> Innocent tree. <laughs> The Bible says it is not even yet time for the tree to bear fruit. Even to America now, they will, they will, they will, they will have a, a what do you call it now, a match uh, pass on the street. You know, tree abuse. <laughs> <laughs> the right of tree has been violated. Okay, you know, if you give your dog ordinary bone in America, you're in trouble. You don't give your dog remnant. Your neighbor will be watching. You just call nine one one. You are going to jail. <laughs> yeah. 
that dog must eat correct food. <laughs> Somebody is watching somewhere. Anyway, that's by the wayside. You know, so everything has to be done properly. So he didn't come as God. So why will he tell them, please Spirit, come out? And they will not listen. And they will not come back and say, okay, what is your name? It means Jesus didn't go through the gate. He was jumping through the fence. Looking for a shortcut. The way Ayo we want to do it, of which is not right. Because every shortcut will always cut you short. And they say, come back and face what you are trying to avoid. So that's why it now say, go through the gate. Don't jump through the fence. If we jump through the fence while coming here, they will call police. But we went through the process. We opened our boot. We collected the tally. They look at the inner car, part of the car, and then they allow us in. Are you following me here? So there is process. Now that you are ready to go through the gate, he now said, open ye the gate to the righteous nation that keepeth the truth. And this is where the problem of the church is. Open ye the gate to the righteous nation that keepeth the truth. Why will we want to open the gate to the righteous nation? Because you are ready to go through the gate. If you are jumping through the fence, they will be opening gate for you. Follow me carefully. We will soon get there now. Okay? Now, <clears throat> now that you are ready to go through the gate, he now said, lift up your heads, O ye gate. Something is common here. We'll be talking about gate, gate, gate. Why? Because the city you want to possess the things there, there are gates there. Am I talking to somebody here? Alright. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And let the king of glory come in. Ah, who is this king of glory? We don't know him. Ah, the Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. And I repeat again. I say lift up your head, O ye gates. Which means that gate or gate man is very, very stubborn. That's why it's being repeated. So that the king of glory may do what? May come in. Who is this king of glory? Now leave me alone. Ah, the Lord of hosts. The man of war. He is the king of glory. Ah. Something good is coming your way. Amen. I've only run through the scriptures. Now let's apply it. Fasten your seatbelt. Now I'm about to start. Every face in life you face... There's a gate. And behind every gate, there's a gate man. Maybe you don't understand. Let me put it this way. Go through the gate. Now that you're ready to go through the gate, open ye the gate that the righteous nation will be made righteous by the blood of Jesus. So we're the righteous nation that we may enter in. But before you can enter in, he said what? Open ye the gate. All over the world, in Christendom, there's a popular topic of conferences that we used to do, and that is what? Open doors. Open door. My year of open door. My year of uh, 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 door open. <laughs> and that's why you see people shouting, I command open door, open door, open door, and door refuse to open. Can you imagine you leaving the service this evening and then you get to your car? Car open. <laughs> they will say, you don't start to. <laughs> I mean, you hold your car key. The car is in front of you. You are not moving your hand. 
you are not touching the handle. Ah, Baraba. Open. <laughs> if your wife is by your side, say, honey, are you okay? <laughs> he said, relax. The spirit is here now. <laughs> Before you know what is happening, they're already calling psychiatric guys. Please come and carry him. Before he started removing, he said, because it's, 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 it's out of this world. Can you imagine you get into your house? You refuse to come down with your keys. You stay inside your car. <laughs> Gate open. <laughs> now, it's not a place where you even have uh, a megar or whatever. Okay, the essence of driving to your gate and pressing your horn, pe, 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 you are sending a signal to the gate man to open the gate. What am I saying? When the Bible says, open ye the gate, it means there's somebody behind the gate. Until you understand that, we're not going forward. Open ye the gate. There is a ye behind the gate. There is someone behind the gate. There is a force behind the gate. Oh, uh, uncle, Help me stand by this door. Thank you, sir. Now, don't touch it. Just stand by it. And now watch. Year of open door. I command open door. Open door. Open door. Open door. Open door. As the door open? No. But now, if I want to get it open, what will I do? Uh, uncle, help me open that door, please. Aha! Uh-huh. And it is easily open. That man over there is the ye behind the gate. Open ye the gate. So there's someone behind the gate. Now, thank you very much. See that, sir. For every face in life, there's a gate man. When you were born in this world, you pass through gate. Not everyone whose father met with the mother on the bed were able to come out as a child. The gate man refused to open the gate. Am I communicating to somebody here? When you came into this world and then you grew, you also passed through another gate. Some were aborted. Some finally came but didn't make it up to one month and they're dead. I was reading on the news today, a baby of a 24 hours old just died. And the parents were in pains now. Okay? But you made it. It means you were able to pass through the gate. Not everyone that was born was able to make it to primary school. It means the gate man over there didn't open the gate. But you make it through the primary school, it means your gate man opened the gate. Every face in life, wherever you find yourself, there is someone behind the gate of every face that you pass. Now, you finish from primary school and make it up to secondary school, it means you pass through another gate. Not everyone that left primary school was able to make it to the secondary school, despite free education. I will lower made the noise, free book, free everything. Some people still refuse to go to school. The gate man refused to allow them. Abba. You caused this all. I didn't plan to preach on this. <laughs> Nehemiah brought us to all this. Now watch this now. Not everyone that made it to the secondary school was able to make it to university. That's another gate again. Despite all the reading, they were not just able to make it. And therefore, their gate man did not open the gate. But for some of us, you know, we made it through to the university. It means the gate man opened the gate. And now, not everyone that was in the university was able to make it into NYC or whatever you call it. That's another gate. I was sharing this in the Redeemed Church in Lagos. And the pastor, when I finished, I 
I was being taken care of in the pastor's office, okay, you know, welfare people, and the pastor brought one boy, my height. And I said, sir, you don't know anybody except me in this church. I said, yes. He said, this is the person you are using to preach today. Everything you said today is this boy. They called him brother A1. It means all the subjects he had A1. English A1, mathematics A1, physics A1, chemistry, biology A1, applied mathematics A1, geography A1. Yet, for five years, no admission. The gate man allowed him to pass through the mom, secondary school, uh, sorry, primary school, secondary school, but university, the gate man said, no, you're not going anywhere. Enough is enough. Now, there was an inter-school competition, science competition in Lagos. You know, you know, you're familiar with all those school competitions, okay? This school will face this school, and then this, now they go to the final stage, and the special uh, guest of honor happened to be the United States Ambassador to Nigeria. Brother A1 was not part of the contestant. was in the audience. All the questions that the contestants could not answer, Brother A1 answered everything all. So everybody was like, who is this boy? So brilliant. So after the whole show, Brother A1 did not approach anyone. The United States ambassador to Nigeria went to meet him by himself and gave him five complimentary cards and said, see me in the embassy. We will help you. That's one thing with Americans. Once they know that you're good in something, they back you up. Brother A1 now took all the five complimentary cards and gave his friends. <laughs> he himself did not use the card. As I was preaching that day, listen, time is going. Listen, you know, hello, do you know Brother A1? <laughs> listen now. As I was preaching in that church, brother A1 is sleeping inside church. No house, no nothing. My height. I said, ah, your own gate man is a special gate man. <laughs> Who might have had a, you know, glimpse of how his future looks like and decided to block all the ways. Whatever gate man will not allow you to enter that city. Today, Jesus gives you the victory over it. Uh, let that amen reach heaven very well. Now come on. So he said, open ye the gate to the righteous nation that keepeth the truth. So we don't address the gate. We address who? The gate man. And now, now that we're ready to address the gate man, now say, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, that the king of glory may do what? May come in. Look at it carefully. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. So behind every gate there is a head. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principal, then powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. <laughs> One day I was coming from Abuja, and uh, I think maybe from your church then, and so we were sleeping. Suddenly, the hills decided shouting. Everybody, wake up. Oh, wake up. <laughs> I said, only in Nigeria. <laughs> Check your bank. You see, your properties are in town. I said, ah. <laughs> At 28,000 feet above sea level. We should be checking again. So I quickly got up. I said, 
what could be going on here? He said, I saw this young man going up and down from one place to another, and I suspect he's a thief. So check your properties now. If anything is missing, let me know. And people started checking. And the two white guys who were there said, uh-uh, my camera is gone, my iPad is gone, my laptop is gone. I said, oh God of heaven, 28,000 feet above sea level. <laughs> Somebody is <this> stealing. <laughs> When should be praying that the place should last every year? <laughs> so, so I said, what do we call this now? Spiritual wickedness in high places. <laughs> this, <laughs> this one is not longer in low places. Uh-uh. Even in the air, you are still sleep stealing. This one, if you manage to enter heaven, even in heaven, he will see his <laughs> Oh, God have mercy. Spiritual wickedness in high places. The first thing that was being mentioned of what is what principalities. And that's why uh, uh, Solomon was saying that in all you're getting, get wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Many number one force you deal with. I remember when I was a student president in Lasso. Okay, we started Lasso, 1984. And I was the first president of the fellowship on campus. And we go inside the bush, thick bush. You know, and then every Thursday from 12 midnight, only me, dealing with principalities and powers. We invoke their presence. I call you now in the name of Jesus. <laughs> that, that's not for a new convert. <laughs> Praise God. And I'll be dealing with them for 15 minutes, principalities, then another 15 minutes, powers, another 15 minutes, rulers of darkness, another 15 minutes, ah. By the time you add it together, one hour is gone. Speaking it was all over the bush. The only person or people that knew I was doing that were the night guards. Who is there? Say, it's me. Presido. Ah, Presido. Carry go, carry go, carry go, carry go, carry go. Do all that in the midnight and in the daytime, the power of God is just flowing like water. Behind every gate, there is a gate man. So he now said, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And let the king of glory come in. So behind every gate, there is a head. There is a principal spirit that does not want you to possess that land. And as they lift it up, so that the king of glory will do what? We come in. Now, who is the king of glory today? Jesus. That's the king of glory personified. Am I talking to somebody here? That's the man of war. The one that fought your battle for you. The all-sufficient one. Outside him, there is no salvation in any other place. Outside him, there is no healing power in any other place. If you believe that, shout a big amen. amen. Now that he is the king of glory. Now look at this. He said, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be lifted up, be everlasting doors. And let the king of glory come in. If gate man can have the guts to stand against the king of glory, then who do you think you are? Aha. We need to take that home seriously. If gate man we want to withstand the kingdom. Lift up your heads, O ye gate. Be lifted up, be everlasting. Lord. Let the king of glory come in. And then a question came and said, who is this king of glory? Who do you think was asking that question? That's the gate man. 
Who are you talking about? Who is, who is this king of glory? Ah, he's the Lord. The Lord mighty. Mighty in battles. I don't know him. I say lift up your head. So are you deaf? You don't know who is coming? The man of war, the Lord of hosts. The king of glory. Which means what? Until you deal with the gate man, the king cannot come in with salvation. With healing. With deliverance. With prosperity. With possessing your possession. Am I talking to somebody here? So by the time you join all these scriptures together, it fits in into what we read in Mark chapter 5. For every city, there is a gate man. There is a serious gate man in Abuja city. We've been made clean by the blood of Jesus. That's a fact. We are his righteousness. That's a perfect, perfect fact. Are you following me here? He fought on our behalf. That's solid fact. But, Apostle Paul said, for we wrestle. Not that we used to wrestle. Not that we may wrestle. We can wrestle. No, you are going to wrestle. Not on yearly basis, on daily basis. For we wrestle, not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power. Paul said, great and effectual doors are opened unto me, but there are too many, I call them gate men. Oh, am I boring you here? If you don't like what I'm sharing today, don't blame me. See this man after this service. Say, why did you read it in your mind now? You should have leave him for that love. I, I, I think I love that love aspect. But uh, <laughs> it's part of it. This is also part of love. <laughs> praise God. Talk to me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now watch this. Everything we have shared so far, go through the gate. Open you the gate. Lift up your head. It's now seen in that Mark chapter 5. And this is it. Jesus got to that place. And here is a man that is demon possessed. Those demons will not allow salvation to come in. Those demons will not allow healing to come in. They are enemies of God. I talked more about that on Sunday. Those demons will not allow prosperity to come near that man and the city. So as soon as Jesus got there, this is a major challenge. He now said, come out of him. And instead of the unclean spirits to come out, the jugnu from the backyard came forward and said, uh-uh, we know who you are now. Father. To Alibaba. Okay. We know who you are. You are the son of the most high God. He didn't ask him to reveal his identity. All he asked him to do is what? Come out of him. So instead of coming out, he now engaged Jesus in conversation. That's a disobedience. Then Jesus now stepped back and said, Now, that is how Ayo has been doing it. Let me now teach you how to do it. He now said, What is your name? It means, Who is the gate man? Am I talking to someone here? Who is in charge of this life? Who is the supervisor of this destiny? Who is in control of this environment? And then from the innermost backyard came this jugnu. Why are you taking my photo now? (laughs) And came forward and said, I am in charge. Legion. 
And as you can see, we are many. Now this is it. When you shouted, come out of him. We didn't know who you were talking to. Because we are many. Some of us make him to dwell in the tomb. Some of us make him to cut himself with stones. Some of us make him to cry out. So when you shouted, come out of him, there was confusion all over the place. We were pushing this one. It was you. No, it is you. Now you talk to me, then I will handle the rest. So Jesus said, okay, Legion, get out. Yes, sir. Boys, time is over. Hallelujah. Then salvation came in. Healing came in. Prosperity came in. Abundance came in. And now there was peace in the society. Somebody shout, open ye the gate. gate. One more time, "Open open ye the gate. If you have to possess your possession, there is a gate man to deal with. Christians like shortcut, thank you. But they don't know there is a battle to fight somewhere. That's why I said, for we wrestle. Not we're going to wrestle. Or we may wrestle. For we wrestle against principalities, against powers. He said, oh, I like this. <laughs> you know, Paul knew about all this stuff very well. We, we read them, but we jump over them. There are too many adversaries. Satan will never bother you if your future has nothing in store. But as the battle is raging, you don't go back, you keep moving forward. And then keep pressing. And keep pressing until you get there. And as you shout it louder, amen, you will surely get there in the name of Jesus. In this Abuja, there is a gate man. I don't want to go into religion now. Where you are supposed to be reigning, the sons of uh, whatever you call them, you know, they are the ones sitting there. He said, I see princes walking on their foot. And I now see servants walking, I mean riding on horses like slaves. It is an evil under the sun. Am I talking to somebody here? What is meant for you, nobody will take it away from you. And your amen is not born again very well here. Therefore, get hold of this gate man. That your inheritance in the land of the living may begin to manifest unto you. Let me close with some very, very good examples. I always like to preach with examples. That is how you know how to apply it. I was in Lut. That's a Lagos University Hospital. And uh, many, many years ago, in the 90s, they invite me every year. Until recently when I told them I'm a bit busy now, maybe I can be sending someone. And each time I go there, it's always one week meeting. Not just one day, one week. Because at times the devil is deaf. So you have to keep knocking. Until he hears you that you are around. And when we finish, this lady walk up to me and say, Please, I'd like to see you. I said, you have already seen me. So see me, this is me. Can you come to our house? Ah, you miss road. I don't go to people's houses. There's nothing you're going to say or do that make me come to your house. Sorry, I don't. And the Lord said, go with her. I said, okay, I'll come to your house. Address, blah, 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 blah. So I took my wife along. We got to their house, and my wife, I don't know what she's looking for. (laughs) When 
when she gets to your house, the first thing she wants to see is your photo album. Only God knows what she's looking for. <laughs> and then she pick up the album and suddenly say, ah, this is my mother's photograph. I said, that's why I say, you stay where you are. What are you looking for now? How come your mother is inside their whole album? Where do you know? <laughs> and truly, it was a mom. Not knowing that they were relatives. Okay? And then, the mother came out and said, oh, so your mom is my auntie. Ah, Pastor King Bade, you marry my in-law. You pay that. No problem, no problem. What am I here for? <laughs> big, big story now. Big, before family story now. Shadow, what I came for. What am I here for? Now I said, well, I have five girls. And none of them is married. All of them beautiful. Born in the UK, schooled over there, came to Nigeria, you know, do some other studies, and then nobody is marrying. I said, well, maybe your tastes are very high. They said, nobody has even shown up. Ah, no, 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 that's not possible. Maybe, maybe when they came, he didn't come with Mercedes, so you could not even look at the person. They said, pastor, even if you have come with bicycle, they will have considered nobody has shown up ah and all the five were very beautiful good spoken english queen's english good certificate if not that the bible says one man one wife <laughs> i will have applied for one of them <laughs> a glory <guy. laughs> And I said so in the presence of my wife. So my wife looked at me like that. I said, I said if the Bible, if the Bible. <laughs> so you should go home and be thanking God that the Bible didn't allow that. <laughs> so I said, okay. I think uh, we're going to have a night vigil. Because most victory in scriptures took place in night vigil. So we had a night vigil and then started addressing the gate man of that family. The gate man that will not allow none of those girls to get married. When I made mention of that under the Holy Spirit, the second child screamed. The mother ran away. I said, bring her back here. Nobody you born them. Bring her back here. <laughs> we'll face everything together. <laughs> okay. And uh, after that night, less than six months, it was wedding bells after wedding bells. And all are married today. Give Jesus a mighty hand. Glory to God. This is not those kind of deliverances you jump from one church to another. That's what I'm looking for. What I'm talking about is to possess the city. To claim your inheritance. If you are facing opposition, there is a gate man to, be, to deal with and Jesus has empowered you. He only wants you to arise to the challenge and not be afraid. And tonight, you are possessing that possession in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let that amen reach him very well. Amen. The second one is this. I was, you know, trained to love missions. Money didn't bring me to the gospel. Mm-mm. I got saved 84, started preaching 85. So I've been preaching 85 till today. 
in our days, it is a taboo to be called a pastor. Once you announce to the family you are a pastor, everybody will start crying. (laughs) Who did this to our son? (laughs) My father wept. My mother wept. All my investment is gone. Because in those days, pastors are battered, beaten, povertica, you know, with, with, with emblem of shoe about to go to Hong Kong. You know, I'm not talking about. <laughs> so when they say pastor is coming, say, mm-hmm, what today? <laughs> so to now say you are called that time, ah, no, no, no. But today now, ah, he say, who are you trusting God? It must be a man of God, though. <laughs> I want to marry a pastor. Ah. Only, only God knows what they are seeing. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> by the time God raised us up, my only cry was, God, send me to Mecca. I like God sending me to tough, tough places. Maybe because I did some tough things for the devil. The Bible says, who is forgiven much? Aha. You know? Told you yesterday I used to be a one man arm robber, like that's like Samson one man army. It just occurred to me that Samson never had battalion, just one man. One man army. So I call him one man general army. One man troop. <laughs> you know, once he gets the job bone of an ass, he's going. <laughs> okay. You know, so <clears throat> Lord send me to Mecca. Let me get to Mecca and preach and that Kabarok break it to pieces. And let millions enter heaven. So he now said, okay, since you like those stuffs, come and go to China. So I left Nigeria, 1990, for China. The very second I arrived, the gate man dare treat me. I wish I could laugh. <laughs> Sickness that I've never experienced before came upon me. It was like somebody removed my hair and put not only pepper but hot pepper. Pour it in and then seal it back. I was not... Have you read about Nebuchadnezzar? When he was boasting against God. How was... How did he not finally end his life? He was walking like what? Eating grass. That was how I was now walking. <laughs> Crawling on the floor. Me I was supposed to go for two years missionary work. When I was face to face with death. I crawled. To the nearest telephone. And. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me carefully. And made a call. To Alitalia, please give me the next flight back to Lagos. <laughs> I couldn't eat. Vomited until greenish objects were coming out. <laughs> to make matter worse, I approached a policeman in Hong Kong. Can I use telephone? He was just looking at me like this. <laughs> telephone. Which I can tell you, I can tell you. Doesn't he understand telephone? And I started behaving. Phone, phone, telephone. 
You know, everything just looked changed. This is not the Hong Kong I read about. They told me it's an English country. Is this is everything just changed? And by the time nothing seems to be working. I entered the plane, came back home. As soon as I arrived Mutala Mohammed Airport, that sickness vanished. Listen. Listen. That sickness disappeared. I now look like a liar. My wife was already at home. You know, she was a nurse then. She was on afternoon shift. I couldn't tell anybody I was coming, so I just sneaked in. When she saw me, she nearly fainted. Is it you? I said, it's me. No, it's not you. It was a ghost. He said, it's not a ghost. It's me. Give me Amala first. Amala. <laughs> what happened? I said, give me Amala first. Let me eat Amala. I ate my life. I sweat very well. I said, uh-huh. Now, you know the easy. <laughs> I started telling stories. Ah, how are we going to stand before the people that supported us? I said, well, I don't care. That I'm, that, <laughs> that I'm back alive is a miracle. When I discovered that one of my friends that took me to the airport didn't believe it was me. He had to remove his glasses. And did like this. I said, yes, it's me. Two years. I said, forget two years. This is me now. <laughs> when it now obvious that I was losing integrity, I ran to Reading Camp. Then Reading Camp was Reading Camp. It's not a city like this now. You shout like this, it echoes as you're praying. So I screamed at God, where did I miss it? What went wrong? One particular night, I shouted, my brain shifted. I felt something shifted. You know, because you are desperate. You wanted to know what is wrong. You put in your best. You, you were a success before you traveled. And the God said, you did not deal with the gate man. So he showed you the way out. Africa has been delivered unto us. We've messed up demons all over the place. So when they saw me going to Asia, the prince of Africa told those guys in Asia, that black boy that is coming, don't allow him because he dealt with us. So the moment my leg touched the ground, that thing came heavily. So I said, God, what do I do? He said, stop praying and deal with the gate man of Asia. What is leading us to all this? That Nehemiah stuff. To take over the city, there is a gate man. You are here for years, no job. There is a gate man that is not trying to allow you to get a good job. You are overtired, you are supposed to be married. Handsome, beautiful, everyone coming is like, not the person, not the person. There is a gate man to deal with. And whatever gate man it is, for you that shout a better amen, Jesus has given you the victory. Amen. How about those who are married and then to have a child is another story altogether. How about the person that felt that she's pregnant and suddenly by the time you know they go for antenatal, they say they can't find anything in this car. There is a gate man to deal with. So after the Lord revealed that to me, I started praying. The following year, the Lord said, get up and go back. I said, uh-uh, uh-uh. Send it to I'm okay in Nigeria. 
all my desire for world missions died. I said, let me be shortened between Ajegule and Okokomaiko. You know, it's just one way like that. <laughs> I'm okay. I don't even want to see passport again. And the Lord said, no, I don't take no for an answer. If somebody comes to you and say, God asked me to do this and there's an opposition. And I come back and say, well, I think, uh, let's do something else. That person never heard from God. God does not bow to opposition. Opposition must bow to God. Somebody say amen. amen. I, I can't hear you very well. Shout it better. Amen. amen. So I now pack my things again. And God provided the money. And I went back the following year. As soon as I stamped my passport in Nigeria, tears came out of my eyes. Because I know what I was going to face. <laughs> By the time I arrived Asia again, the moment my leg touched the airport, the tarmac, that sickness came back. For that one year at home, I never felt sick. Then it was obvious somebody is pressing button somewhere. So I dropped my luggage, locked the door of the missionary guest house where they lodged me, and say, you gate man of this city, in the name that is above every other name, at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. I do not come in my own power. I do not come in my own name. I come in the name that is above everyone. I went like that for three hours, non-stop. He said, even though I have given you the land, thou shalt arise and contend with him in battle. Christians only want to come to church. Hi, brother. Hi, sister. Hey, man. Hi. There is a battle to fight. Am I talking to somebody here? Tell your neighbor, there is a battle to fight. There is a battle to fight. You don't fold your hands and watch somebody take your wife from you. You don't fold your hands and watch somebody take your husband from your job from you. You don't say, oh Lord, God give it and the Lord take it. Don't go better for Satan. What are you talking about? It's your name, Job. The Lord give it, the Lord take it. It's not in my own nationality at all. I am not Job. I will never be Job. I cannot be Job. Am I talking to somebody here? We have a better covenant. We have the power of the Holy Ghost. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. You believe that? Shout a big amen. I went on like that for three hours, non-stop. You the gate man, you the principality in this Asia, in the name of Jesus, ba, 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 after three hours, I crashed on the bed and slept off. When I woke up, that sickness vanished. Then suddenly, the place that looks so difficult for me, doors were now opening. That's why he said, lift up your head, O ye gates. Be little your everlasting doors. And the king of glory will come in. People that they didn't understand me before. People that could not speak English before were not speaking English to me. Oh, you're welcome back to Hong Kong. Oh, we have a church for you here to come and preach there. And that church is over there. I say, ah, nobody said place I came last year. What is now happening? Doors are now opening. As you shut them, doors will open for you. Let me hear you shout, open ye the gate. No, get up on your feet and take the battle to the gate. Shout, open ye the gate. Open ye the gate. Open ye the gate. It's time for you to possess your possession. It's time for you to be what God wants you to be. Go ahead and take the battle to the gate. Go ahead and take the battle to the gate. Arrebaba, Rabba, Mama, Soto. 
So shall it be in the name of Jesus. Matthew 12, 29. Can you put it up for us, please? God has great plans for your life. No gate man will stop it in Jesus' name. Let's read this together. One to go. Or how can one enter a strong man's house? Wait. Before you came to Abuja, there are strong men here. Before, what do you call his name now? IBB and Co. After Gideon Oka School. That make him to say, let's start praying for Abuja. Where they will not design the best state house, you know, security network. Before they decided on that, there were spirits here. Who still felt offended till today. That their activities have been limited. Look at me. Paul said, don't you look at things from natural perspective. As a child, if you guys are not born again, I won't talk to you. I just tell you, Jesus loves you. Praise God. Amen. Jesus cares. Just go home, smile to Jesus. Amen. <laughs> when they slap your face, they come back and meet me. <laughs> not that we are talking of defeat, no. But as soldiers of Christ, there are battles to fight. And the earlier you wake up and face reality, the better. Now he said, how can one enter a strong man's house? Look, all the blessings of this land is not meant for all these Muslims. It is meant for you to spread the good news. Am I communicating to somebody here? And if there is any time where to spread the good news, it is now. All the events in America, in the Middle East, is pointed to one thing. The owner is about to appear. For when they shall say peace and safety, the sudden destruction will just manifest. Look at this peace deal they just signed. It's been a long time they've been looking for that. And everybody's not jubilating. Anything can happen from now. I am not saying that Jesus is coming tomorrow. He may come. He could come. But what we're saying is that this is the season to spread the good news. And we will not go and meet for love with you all to sponsor the gospel. We won't meet King Abdullah of Dubai to come and sponsor the gospel. They have no covenant with Abraham. Am I talking to somebody here? It is you and you and you that will sponsor the gospel. And for you to sponsor the gospel, you have to take over the land. Am I talking to somebody here? So all these Kanuri, Kurara, Kuroro people, except they are saved today, then they have right to the covenant blessing. If they are not saved today, you are the original owner of the blessing. Am I communicating to somebody here? How can one enter a strong man's house, that's Abuja environment, and plunder his goods, unless he first do what? That stronger man is who? The gate man. That's the Jugnu I'm talking of. And then he will plunder his what? His house. Look at this. You have gone around this mountain long enough. He said it's time to go forward. That gate man, that strong man, that won't allow you to progress, must bow to Jesus tonight. I can hear your amen very well. In another 30 seconds to 60 seconds, take the battle to the gate. You the gate man, you the strong man. Around my environment, 
begin to bind and destroy their hold in the name of Jesus. Balemo Gosumbrananda Yanda. Oh God. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening and for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.